You're listening to 1001 Album Club, where each episode we discuss a different album from Robert Demery's book, 1001 Albums You Must Hear Before You Die. about cream disraeli gears in the room i have rob Mm -hmm. ben Mm -hmm. and adam disraeli gears is the second studio album by the british rock band cream it was released in november 2nd 1967 on reaction records it was produced by felix palpilardi the genre is psychedelic rock and i'm going to read from the book uh and it's by joel mciver Updating the avid experimentalism of their debut album 1966's Fresh Cream by infusing it with the psychedelic tricks of the trade prevalent in 67, the newly refined guitar wah-wah and distortion among them, the jazz-blues-rock trio Cream hit their artistic peak. Labeled the first supergroup due to the dazzling skill of guitarist Eric Clapton, bass vocalist Jack Bruce, and drummer Peter Ginger Baker, with this album Cream opened the doors to many future musical genres, including jazz, fusion, and some say progressive rock. The album's iconic Dave Glow collage sleeve was a perfect accompaniment to the barrage of avant-garde music it contained, starting with the remarkable sparse Strange Brew, in which Bruce's banshee-like vocals overlay Clapton's jerky, almost funk guitar pattern with ethereal economy. (laughs) It was primarily as a live act that Cream made their enduring reputation and with good reason. On stage, they played as a possessed by Robert Johnson and Charlie Parker. Disraeli Gears remains the best they got on record, despite the strengths of the other albums, is still a vital snapshot of the unique era. Uh, what did we think of Disraeli Gears by if Cream? If this is the best they came out with, god damn it, why the fuck is it in the book? The best thing that Clapton ever did was the soundtrack to Lethal Weapon. I'll, I'll pass it off from there. I'm done. That's all you got, huh? I, it, it, and, you know, perhaps this was a revolutionary, like, sound at the time, but I've listened to a thousand better bands work off of this, and the idea that this was, like, the birth of Prague is bananas to me. I, never, I didn't get that. Fucking rough, freak out, for God's sakes. I didn't really get... Uh... Like the jazz inspirations or proto prog that the description jazz struck me as like yeah what like Charlie Parker I'm not I, getting that I'm getting like, I'm getting I'm, psychedelic blues is what I'm getting yeah I'm getting like 
really like. I got a heavy dose of the blues in my headphones right now. Yeah, I mean, Sunshine Real Life. Rob's is like, got the blues. It's I can, the most I can twelve see. bar. <laughs> it's the most twelve bar you're gonna get, and that's what we're hearing right now. But it's, which by the way, definitely one of the first songs I learned how to play on guitar mm-hmm. because it was just like, that's. It's really basic and slow. Is and it's what? a twelve bar. Sunshine. Sunshine. Really. Yeah, yeah. You know uh, the old joke about uh, how is Eric Clapton like McDonald's coffee? I e- even with cream, I prefer not. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good. Uh, the new normal punchline is uh, sucks without cream, but that would imply that I like cream. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think he may have done his best work with cream, but even with, with cream, I'm not that into Clapton. Shaboogie bop, my friend. Um, I, I'll say, just to, just to be a counterpoint here, um, I was not looking forward to listening to this because it's a group that I listened to a little bit when I first got my, my guitar as a like 13-year-old or whatever, and... You know, you just listen to all the people you heard, or who are the guys who are really good at guitar? Like, who am I supposed to yeah. listen to, and at which song should I learn? And you got your Guitar World subscription, and you know this kind of this kind of stuff is in there. Um, I realized I am not a fan of Eric Clapton during my teenage years; they're just not for me. And uh, as in most cases with White Guy Blues, but um, uh, because I sort of takes away the whole point of what I think the blues is actually about. The thing about this, hearing it, was some of the songs had some vibe. I really liked the falsetto vocals. Um, I, I did the, like the vocals. I think the songs that went were the kind of like weird, eerie falsettos worked pretty well. And whenever they step out of the blues a little bit more and just try to write a song that's not just like following the rules, it got better. And so uh, there's a. I thought this was like I'd hear a song and be like lame, and then I'd hear a song that would be like ah eh, kind of cool. And <laughs> I'm picturing this guitar tutorial book following the rules with Eric Clapton. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> okay. Well, uh, some standout tracks for you guys. Uh, any, anything? Oh, wait, wait, let uh, me go pop? first. Let me go first before oh, you start. Talking. Yeah, yeah. I think it's good. I actually okay. like this album. Right. Uh, I'm I'm a fan of this kind of being a little bit of the first um it's weird for me to say that too because i have to preface with jimmy hendrix does it better i mean yeah just yes. plain and simple yeah. i mean he does every component but <laughs> but at the same time i feel like the trio is pretty solid um with like what they're doing they're taking that blues yeah i i i'm with you on the Go in a little bit different direction than than straight rip off like Albert Collins yeah, like yeah. Chicago blues exactly and they do uh, they they only but they have to you know it's like a transition there it's like they're not they don't get there yet just by magically you know until we get to Deep Purple Led Zeppelin era kind mm-hmm. of like that's blues but it's not taken from something else but yeah I thought it was I thought it was cool uh, I like. Clapton's playing actually on this. It's pretty smooth. It's not meandering. A lot of the songs too, they could stretch out for a long time, but it seems like within the album context, which is I really appreciate with a band, that it's succinct enough that it's you can listen to each song and say, Yep, yeah, that's a song. It's not just like riffing on a, you know, the entire b-side of of an album or something like that give them that yeah so they they kind of keep it it's not 
is not the iron butterfly, you know, in a God of forever. Although I do like that song. Right. But you know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's succinct. They keep, they keep that, the structure in there and some of the, uh, the drum fills, it's not just a straight hi hat snare. He's doing some rolls in there. He's bringing some interesting thing. And He's I, I kind of like that heavy fuzz bass and yeah. some weird wah. The chorus of uh, World of Pain just sounds like a um, uh, crap. Oh no, Fix It and Pose, two wrote songs for the death. Queens of the Stone Age. Oh, Queens of the Stone Age. Stone Age. Yeah, yeah. It sounds like a Queens of the Stone Age uh, riff. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, totally. And that's... that's I think why I tend towards that kind of music, that sort of like Queen. I mean, this is straight up. I wish this was Queen. Queens of Stone Age uh, <laughs> style uh, rock and roll. It's mm-hmm. that heavy. It, it's getting into that. Uh, what some people would later call like stoner rock or uh, heavy blues or something like that. <laughs> inflection that you definitely hear people still emulating yeah. that style of that like when that bo- 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 that bo- almost yeah. thin like distortion guitar like this is one of the first i mean with the yard birds they kind of jeff buckley brought in that weird like or sort of fuzz just back <laughs> jeff back yeah, yeah. sorry <laughs> that would be getting, getting caught up in the other thing <laughs> Uh, they brought that like fuzz guitar. Now this is like distorted, that distorted guitar. Mm-hmm. So it sounds thin, but it almost kind of works with what Clapton's doing. Well, that was one of the problems I had with this record. Was really? Just how thin the entire thing sounded. There was no, there was no, at least on the version I was listening to, there, I thought was, the, no, there was no butt to it. Yeah, like, I it thought, was just all. I think with the the some of the bass, like it's there. They don't jack it up r- real high, but I feel like it's a. You know, within headphones, it's a little more, uh, hmm. it's a little more beefy. Now the guitar, I, I do admit, is is that thin Chicago blues, very lick heavy. You know, so you can hear that punch. It's like super punchy, but it's not. Look at the notes I've yeah, been hitting yeah, yeah. time. <laughs> what is the song? Can I ask? There, so there is a song, and I I didn't have. Uh, I was driving. I couldn't look down and figure out which song it was, but. Um, there's this one track on here that I will be a little negative about. Uh, is it Mother's Lament? The last one where it's like the chant. Um, well, it's a British group, so they have to have a vaudeville song. Yeah, so, yeah. No, we, we, I mean... We've established this rule. I right? thought that was silly. I thought that was silly. And there's moments of silliness on this record. But there was this song, and I, I tried to go through later and be like, where is it? But it didn't start that way. Where they, It feels like they let someone else sing for this one song. And he's just got, he just sounds like someone's like dad, like his 46 year old dad. Is like, like, I just got a guitar and I'm gonna (laughs) play in a blues band. And I know which one you're talking about, but I can't remember. It was like the lamest thing. Was it the outside woman blues? 
The problem is, is that, like, I didn't hear it. Was it every fucking song on this record? <laughs> no, no, because this guy's doing the, the false... Who is the main Jack singer? Jack Bruce. Thank you, Jack Bruce. Jack Bruce is doing the falsetto, and I actually... I like it. It's got vibe. And for the most part, it's fine. Like, even if the song is a little boring, like, it's got personality. Um, but there's this guy who's, like, singing, like... Like, hello, uh, hello. <laughs> it's like, it's, he just... He's just sort of like talk singing, and he's got this really dopey voice. He sounds like a cartoon horse. And, uh, and it's not, it's like, I don't know, I can't tell if they're joking with the song, but I don't know if you guys noticed it. Um, it's like a cartoon, it's like is Eeyore this, is singing. This, who's singing? Is it Clapton? I don't know. Whoever it is should never be in front of a microphone, <laughs> and this this the idea that this song is in this book is embarrassing. <laughs> Blue condition. Yeah, there's a yeah, frowny face what, next I to see, the. Uh, I see what you're saying. It's lame. I've started uh, <laughs> making lists of the tracks, and then depending on my mood, there'll be a star next to it. Oh. Okay, but there's a lot of frowny faces. <laughs> Sometimes some boos with a couple of exclamation points. Yeah. But yeah, this one definitely has a frowny face next to it. That's a good little system. Just yeah. keep it yeah. simple. If you can, if you're listening, where you can write it down. Yeah, I agree. This one. Yeah, it's is the old kiss thing. A... Keep keep it simple, stupid. It's a stinker. It's just it a is. stinker. It really is. It's, nothing Not... happens. Hmm. But anyway, well, I, the thing that's oh, happening is Ginger you know, Baker thinking about quitting this band. Well, you know, well, you know who wrote the song? Ginger Baker. Ginger Baker. Oh, he's. Going, it might be him singing. Uh, I was wondering. Wow. You know, it's a super group. He may have had enough clout to be like, "I've got to have a song yeah, on the record." Yeah, he and Imagine. he. I believe him and he's uh, not a nice person. Kind no. of butt, butted heads. Ginger but. Baker butts heads with Billy Goats. <laughs> 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 But, you know what else is a super group? Damn Yankees. <laughs> <laughs> and their one hot track is better than this entire fucking and record. Toto. <laughs> oh, they're so good. Direction passing through Instead of deep reflection of what's true For it's a Judgments made by you that cause a deep dejection all the way through. No relaxation, no conversation. I like the vibe of Tales of Brave Ulysses. Yeah, this is like for this me one. one of the strongest tracks. That's, that, that's got a star next to it on mine. It's got yeah. some. Reminded me a little bit of uh, White Room, yep. a little bit. Which is a really uh, cool song, by the way. Yeah. Like, just to. I don't know if that album will make it in here, but like, that's a cool song. Mm-hmm. And it, it's, it's got. Um, their best strengths captured are in that mm-hmm. song. But this has that feeling. Yeah. And I'm actually not a huge fan of Wah. A wild wild guitar or anything, yeah. but I think they use it to to good effect, and maybe that's why Clapton gets uh, some credit. Is he was doing he was pulling in these new things at the time and making them, you know, his his own in a sense. Fuzz guitar, distortion, wah wah. I mean, there were other guitarists doing it, but he was such a he's a skilled guitarist and. If you hear one one per you know 
the first person you hear do something, you're kind of like, oh, you you invented it. So yeah. if you don't hear any of those other guitars, then yeah, is this the first we've heard Wah? It said that it was it was pretty new at the time, so I don't know if this is the first on the, this list I mean, of. Like, uh, where's the first? When's the first Hendrix? Soon. Yeah, but um, th- it it said that this year was was kind of the yeah. the start of of using it. Yeah, the wall came out uh, by uh, Warwick Same Electronics here. Inc. Uh, slash Thomas Organ back in November of '66. What? So, hey, what's the since since we can't trust the chronological order of this book, uh, what's the release date for Disraeli Gears? Uh, it was November second. All right, and I'm gonna. Are your experience came out the same year? Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna see what when it was though. It's May twelfth. There you go. There you go. Not the first wah. Yeah. In the book. In well, it's the first one in the book. Yeah. Well, I mean, we might have even had. Who knows? Jefferson Airplane might have had something. You know, there are a lot of bands. It's that so were doing weird to me that this so, book yeah, is not in chronological order of release I, date. I find that odd too. All right. <laughs> yeah, but Tales of Brave Ulysses and Burning of the Midnight Lamp. Like those are the first two uses of a uh, wall, and they both came out in the same fucking year. Yeah. Well, who are those? Oh, that's uh, that's Cream and uh, Jimi Hendrix Experience. Mm-hmm. Weird, man. Yeah. So how do we feel about this uh, as a whole? I mean, I, it be- I, think, I think it probably belongs in the book. It's not my... It, it's not my Jim Jam. Mm-hmm. I don't dislike it. I do like heavy blues that was very inspired by this and credit where credit's due. You know, I... I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna give it a, a, a thumbs up, and then I probably won't listen to it again. Hmm. Oh, thumbs up! I would give it a neutral, but um, but uh, you know, pluses, minuses. It's just too scattered for me. Um, f- and to it's just it's kind of just the, the the strong songs show some cool direction, and the weak ones just feel really like worse versions of the strong songs and just, i don't like records that do that it doesn't just, branch out that much it doesn't yeah there, there's there's way more weak than there is like strong in my opinion um on this record and yeah i'd, I'd give it a neutral just because i mean cream has a place in here i, I wish that other clapton monstrosity was not in here um, the one that came before, whatever that. Are you talking about Blues Breakers? Yes, I oh. missed that. Oh. I missed that episode. Yeah, this is I better. You didn't like I it. Did. Not, 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 not my, not my jam. <laughs> I would say that this this record is definitely more um, creative than that. Yeah, that record. Ha- I mean, that le- record has zero creativity. Uh, execution is strong. They're good players. It sounds pretty good. But like it is I mean, just someone else's songs, man. It just, I think blues breakers are known for the blues being an incubator for for breakout stars. Not so much. It yes. seems like they're they're not so much known for like, oh man, I I just gotta listen to blues breakers all the time. It's like, oh yeah, isn't it weird that like all of these breakout stars were all in the same band at different points? Yeah, that was a that was kind of a. I don't know they how, how to, you say it. They wanted to throw Clapton in before Cream. Like that that's the only reason I can think that that record was even like considered for this. I think as a band Blues Breakers has a historical significance. It but does. This, but it has like it's just historically significant for the guitarist and for being a tight uh live band, mm-hmm. you know. I yeah. 
And I think that Disraeli Gears, I think, is historically significant for being, you know, heavy psychedelic blues. There's so much to come. Oh, uh, like, like that, so much to come off this fork of a tree that I can't not give it a positive. Even though I think that, even if they were a spark, I think that it ignited into a flame so much better after this. Like, like I said, I'm not, I'm not a huge Clapton fan. Yeah. But you know, credit where credit's due. Historical significance, like early heavy blues, you know, psychedelic blues. I wish this record was four or five songs long. Yeah, that'd be. I mean, there 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 are some choice tracks, but I wish all this record was a Led Zeppelin record. <laughs> <laughs> or Deep Purple. Or Deep Purple. Yeah. Uh, oh man. Yeah, I'm gonna give it a positive just because I feel like it's it's got something that w- hasn't been presented before in that sort of groove. Uh, yeah, like you're saying, heavy blues influence and then getting into more psychedelic and pretty great playing, I feel like, by all the players. Um, yeah, it, it just kind of pushes in, in, a, in a new new direction. That, a what? Uh, <laughs> that, uh, Stay slower. A new cream. direction. Uh, but yeah, it... Uh, it brings in those those other elements that Jimi Hendrix, Deep Purple, Led Zeppelin, who I really like. Um, yeah, it has enough standout tracks for me to 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 go on the positive for for it. And I think that's yeah. We just kind of differ on the on the taste. I hate you forever. Now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next time we'll be talking about Pink Floyd, Piper at the Gates of Dawn. Thanks, y'all. But Thank you. you rode upon a steamer to the violence of the sun. And the colors of the sea find your eyes with trembling mermaids, and you touch the distant beaches with tales of brave Ulysses. How his naked ears were tortured by the sirens sweetly singing, for the sparkling waves are calling you.